Welcome to the Mom Bod Nutrition and Fitness Podcast, a podcast for postpartum moms who want to build a body they love after baby without counting calories or adding butter to their coffee. I'm your host, Rachel Benite, a registered dietitian, pre and postnatal personal trainer, and mom. This podcast is intended to be your go-to resource for all things postpartum nutrition and fitness, providing expert insights, practical tips, and relatable content to equip you on your postpartum health journey. In today's episode, we're going to be talking all about the four-letter word, carbs. One of the biggest misconceptions I find when talking or working with women, especially in their reproductive years, is that they need to be, quote, watching carbs. There's so much misinformation surrounding carbs and a lot of money to be made within the low-carb diet industry. So I hope that this episode can bring some education and clarity around the importance of carbs for women in their reproductive years, especially postpartum. So let's start off just by discussing some basic functions of carbohydrates. As I mentioned in the last episode where we talked about macros, I mentioned that carbs are the main source of energy or fuel that's used during exercise. And by having enough carbs stored in the liver and muscles, it's going to prevent our bodies from breaking down muscle as a primary energy source during exercise. You still need adequate carbohydrates just for your brain to function. Our brain alone uses about 60% of the carbs within our body just to function. Whole food forms of carbohydrates are going to be high in fiber. Fiber is a type of prebiotic, not to get confused with probiotic. So it's a type of prebiotic that feeds good bacteria in the gut. By feeding this good bacteria in the gut, it's going to help support our immune system and the growth of anti-inflammatory infection-fighting good bacteria, and this in turn is also going to help support our baby's immune system if we're breastfeeding, because research has shown that our microbiome as mom is going to have a direct impact on the bacteria found in our breast milk that's then being given to baby. So who knew that eating a variety of carbohydrates could actually help with the types of bacteria that you are passing along to your baby? High quality whole food carbohydrates are going to contain high amounts of vitamins and minerals and vitamins and minerals. Obviously that's a very like broad statement, but some examples are going to be zinc, magnesium, selenium, um, calcium, vitamins, B vitamins, vitamin C, minerals, potassium. So vitamin minerals are carbohydrates are going to be a good source of vitamins and minerals. And these vitamins and minerals are important for supporting our metabolic health. Our metabolic health is going to impact our energy levels, our sleep, our ability to maintain a healthy weight. So because low-carb diets are so popular, I want to discuss the impact that low-carb can have on a female, especially a postpartum female. So whenever a woman drops carbs too low, it's going to cause a drop in the hormone estradiol. Estradiol is the most potent form of estrogen in the body. It's also going to cause a rise in the stress hormone cortisol. Cortisol is not bad. I don't want you to think that I am demonizing cortisol. Cortisol that's unregulated or that's being pumped out for prolonged periods of time, that's whenever we get into trouble because cortisol signals our body to conserve fat. So when a mom is breastfeeding, her estrogen and progesterone levels are naturally already lower. Um, So whenever 
coupled with not eating enough carbohydrates, this is just going to make that scenario worse. So some symptoms of low estrogen um, that you might experience could be hot flashes, night sweats, vaginal dryness, depression, anxiety. All of these can be related to dysregulated postpartum hormones. So having some dysregulation around our hormones postpartum is very normal. We just you know, had a lot of hormone changes with growing a child, breastfeeding, all of the hormone changes that come with having a baby. But I would say that you have a better chance of improving and balancing your hormones if you are eating enough to support hormone production in the body. So don't add fuel to the fire by not eating enough carbohydrates. This also brings me to a topic that sometimes comes up when it comes to breastfeeding and weight loss. And some women have told me before, and I've heard um, and read conversations on social media of women who say that they weren't able to lose weight while breastfeeding, or maybe they gained weight while breastfeeding. And while it's not as straightforward as um, eating enough carbohydrates, I want to point out that cortisol, that stress hormone that I mentioned earlier, one of the things that it does is it signals the body to conserve fat. So I want you to think about it this way. If you're already stressed, if you already are sleep deprived, you your body is physically stressed from just delivering a baby and bringing a baby into the world. Your body is physically stressed because it's having to produce milk for a growing baby. Um, you may be stressed because uh, you have a newborn and maybe you have other kids on top of that. So your body's already in a stressed state, which is making weight loss harder. So let's think about that. And if you're not eating adequate carbohydrates and that's causing even more production of that stress hormone cortisol, then it is going to cause your body to conserve fat because your body's main priority when you're breastfeeding is to make enough milk for baby. Your body is not concerned with losing weight. Um, Your body really only feels permission or that freedom to lose weight whenever it's getting plentiful amounts of nutrients. Uh, So this is one of the things when I'm working with my postpartum clients is making sure that they're eating enough to support healthy weight loss while breastfeeding. Okay, so let's break down carbs even further because I'm sure you've heard obviously the term carbs, but a lot of times it's just kind of this blanket like carbs are bad, carbs are bread, carbs are pasta, carbs are sugar, but carbohydrates actually are a lot more complex than just that. So I want to make it as simple as possible. So carbs can be separated really into two main categories, what are called simple carbs. And then we also have complex carbs. Simple carbs are going to be composed of sugar in its simplest form. They're going to be quickly digested and absorbed by the body. So some examples of simple carbs are things like sugar really in any form. So table sugar, raw sugar, turbinado sugar, all of the fancy names for sugar that make it sound um, like it's a health food, you know, then we have honey, we have maple syrup, we have agave, um, and juice is also considered a simple sugar. And then obviously anything that is composed primarily of sugar. So pastries, cookies, candy, things like that. Then we also have complex carbs. Complex carbs are going to be composed of starch and fiber, which is going to take them longer for the body to digest and absorb. So some examples of complex carbohydrates are going to be things like whole fruit. So not fruit juice, but whole fruit, beans, whole grains, starchy vegetables, and non-starchy vegetables. So 
vegetables that aren't starchy. So things like broccoli, cauliflower, um, Brussels sprouts, spinach, all of, all of the yummy vegetables that, that are in existence. So all of those things are considered complex carbs. So it isn't that one form of carbohydrate is quote good and the other is quote bad. Each type of carbohydrate, simple and complex, both serve unique purposes and provide different benefits. So someone might make the argument that simple carbs are bad and unhealthy and you should avoid eating simple carbs. So for example, simple carbs can be great for right after your workout because they're quick digesting. So they get absorbed and put into the bloodstream and the muscle immediately compared to a carbohydrate that's higher in fiber and starch that takes longer to digest. So simple carbs can be really good following your workout to help with replenishing carbohydrate stores in the muscle. This is going to help with recovery, preventing muscle protein breakdown. It can help with um, preventing soreness. So an example of this would be having like a glass of juice or some chocolate right after, not chocolate, some chocolate milk right after you finish your workout. You could also have chocolate, but I would say chocolate milk is probably going to be a better option because it has electrolytes in it. It has protein in it. Complex carbohydrates tend to be considered, quote, more healthy. And I would agree that they definitely have more health benefits to them compared to simple carbohydrates. Um, They're higher in vitamins, minerals, dietary fiber. So in general, yes, we should be consuming more of our carbs from complex sources. Consuming high amounts of simple sugars can contribute to dysregulated blood sugar, which is going to impact how we feel. It's going to impact our energy, our sleep, our hormones. But this doesn't mean that we should avoid simple sugars like the plague. So next, I want to talk more about how many carbohydrates postpartum moms should be aiming for. Like, I think sometimes it's hard to conceptualize what adequate carbs actually mean. So I want to try to give you an idea of what that actually looks like. Before we can determine carbohydrate needs, though, we really need to understand calorie needs during the postpartum stage. I don't use calorie counting with my postpartum clients, but I do think it's really important to have a general understanding and just being able to conceptualize calories is important. So in general, postpartum calorie needs are going to be roughly, again, roughly because there's a pretty like broad range. Um, between 2,000 to 2,700 calories per day. Obviously, your calorie needs are going to be much higher if you have a high activity level, if you're breastfeeding. Um, Calorie needs are going to be dependent on your current height and weight, your mode of delivery. So if you you have a baby via C-section, this is going to require more calories for the amount of healing that your body has to go through versus having a vaginal birth. So ideally, carbohydrates should make up anywhere between 45 to 55% of calories for a woman in her productive years. So let's give an example of a 2000 calorie diet. This would equate to about 225 grams of carbohydrates per day. This is equivalent to about eight medium bananas or 11 slices of bread. Now, obviously, I wouldn't recommend that you just go eat eight bananas or 11 slices of bread. You want more variety than that. But I just wanted to kind of give you an idea of what does 225 grams of carbs actually look like. So again, your carbohydrate needs are going to really depend based upon what your history is, what your goals are, if you're wanting to lose weight, if you're wanting to build muscle, if you're just wanting to focus on making sufficient milk, if you're not breastfeeding. There's just so many things that go into it that I really can't give you a concrete recommendation on this episode. 
But what I can say is most likely your carbohydrate needs postpartum are going to be more than 200 grams per day. Again, that's a generalization. It might be more or less depending upon, again, your unique um, needs. But a good place to start is focusing on some portion sizes per meal. So in general, I recommend around two palmfuls of some type of complex carbohydrate plus one to two palmfuls of vegetables at as many meals as you can. For me personally, I have a hard time getting vegetables in at every meal, but I try to fit them in at lunch and dinner. So if you're aiming for about two palmfuls of pro or of carbohydrates at your meals, you're probably going to be getting around 45, maybe 60, again, depending upon what the carbohydrate source is. And then if you're aiming for around one to two palmfuls at two snacks per day, that's going to be giving you just over around 200 grams of carbohydrates a day, which is a really good place to start. And then from there, you can determine, you know, how am I feeling? How's my milk supply? How's my energy? How are my hunger levels? All of those things, asking yourself those questions. I go into a lot more depth over individual carbohydrate needs and portion sizes based upon what your goals are in my online postpartum course, as well as within when I work with one-on-one clients. But if you haven't already, download my uh, restriction-free weight loss guide that's in the show notes. Even if your goal isn't weight loss, this guide can still give you a really good understanding of correct portion sizes and examples of carbohydrates and how to build a macro-balanced plate. And this is going to really help support support you no matter what your postpartum goals are. So that's going to be a really good place to start. So the takeaway from today's episode is don't skip out on the carbs. As often as you can, try to choose nutrient-dense whole food versions of carbohydrates because they're going to contain more vitamins, minerals, fiber. All of these things are going to be important for your metabolic health, your immune health, and really reaching any postpartum goal that you have, eating adequate carbohydrates is going to be essential. So don't feel like in order to achieve a fit body after having a baby that you need to cut back on carbs. If anything, you actually need to be prioritizing eating enough amounts of high quality carbohydrates. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a friend or comment, leave a rating, subscribe. I would really appreciate anything that you can do to help get this podcast in front of more women just like you. I'll see you in the next episode.